Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at charis.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for giving us the privilege to hear your word. Speak to us. Reveal yourself in the pages of the scriptures. Because in it is written of you. We want to know you more. We want to get closer to you. Oh Jesus, our high priest, reveal yourself to us in the scriptures. I pray that as I teach your word, Lord, bring encouragement to the discouraged. Bring healing to the sick. Bring strength to the weak. Oh Lord, bring conviction to the sinning. Save the lost. Bring direction to the confused. And glorify your name. Inspire your people. Challenge us. Charge us. Infuse more of yourself into us. We thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. When the Holy Spirit comes. The byproduct of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Is strange testimonies. Strange testimonies. Strange miracles. Strange marital breakthroughs. I mean. Husbands and wife who have gone their separate way are going to come back. You know what I'm talking about. Because when the Holy Spirit shows up, He shows up good. Amen. And God will bless someone tonight. But I want to just finish what I was talking about on Wednesday, just shortly. And then we will rise up to pray. Pastor, how are you? Good to see you. Then we'll rise up to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. We actually need the Holy Spirit more than ever before. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He then can accomplish what God intends to accomplish in your life. It takes the Holy Spirit. Someone says, Take the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. If there's something you should desire, desire that God will accomplish mighty things through you by His Spirit. God will accomplish mighty and greater things through you by His Spirit. So, we need the Holy Spirit on us in a very strong way. And for the Holy Spirit to come on us, there are some things we have to do to provoke Him. To provoke His presence. Now, when you are born again, The Spirit of God is already living in you. So you have the Spirit of God in you, resident in you. Bible says that because we are sons, Galatians chapter 4 verse 5 and 6. Because we are sons, God has sent for the Spirit of His sons, the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, which Christ, Abba Father. Say Abba Father. 
So once you are born again, the spirit is already in you. Romans chapter 8 verse 9, he says that, but you are, you are not in the flesh by the spirit, even the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, what? What? If you don't have the spirit of Christ, what does that mean? You don't. So let's, this is, this is simple logic. So when you flip it on the flip side, if you are Christ, that means you will have the spirit. Does that make sense? You can't be for Christ and not have the spirit of Christ in you. And Bible says in the verse 14 of Romans chapter, um, chapter 8, he says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, who are they? They are the sons of God. But we understand in John chapter 1 verse 12, that as many as believe in him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, alright, so if, if you believe in Christ, you become oh, oh, I like this, can we do some mathematics okay, what does it take to become a son of God as many as receive him, he gave them the right to become the son, uh, to those who believe in his name, so receiving, believing, he gives them the right, so as soon as you believe, you become the son of God, does that make sense, now but in Romans chapter 8 verse 14 he says that as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God. So that means when you believe, you allow the Spirit of God to lead you. Because when you believe, you become a son of God. And when you are a son of God, you are led by the Spirit. So believing the Spirit of God invariably begins to lead you. So what I'm trying to say is when you are a child of God, you are a son of God, you have the Spirit of God in you. No two ways about that. So what, what's all this about the Holy Spirit? And particularly the Holy Spirit baptism. I'm going to explain two things. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit baptism. Now, there are some theologians or some yeah, theologians, kind of, who believe that when we talk about the Holy Spirit baptism, it's talking about when you are born again. Okay? So, when you are born again, that means you have the Holy Spirit baptism. That's what some people purport. And, but it's not accurate. It's not really accurate. Because according to Acts chapter 19, verse 2, Paul met certain disciples. Okay? And the, uh, verse, verse 1 says that when he were Apollo, whilst Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the Abacus of Ephesus, uh, finding, finding what? Some what? Some disciples. Now, their argument is that this finding some disciples, those disciples are John the Baptist's disciples, not uh, Christ's disciples. All right? So that's the argument they normally give. But then Paul asks them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? Let's even assume they are John the Baptist's disciple. Why would he ask them if they have received the Holy Spirit since they believed in John? Look at the next one, verse 2. It says that, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you do the Lord? Believed. And our discipleship has to do with believing. You believe and you become a disciple. So obviously, he said, he said since, when you see a belief, you can't be a disciple if you haven't believed. So he saw disciples, he knew that they believed. Then he said, Anna, now, after you have become a disciple, after you have believed, the next level is the Holy Ghost baptism. That's why he asked them. Last, I think last Wednesday or Sunday, I said, this is, this are things that must be happening. People being given the invitation to be born again, and people being given the invitation to go and receive the Holy Spirit. Those are the two major things that must always happen in the move of God. In every revival, people being born again, people being filled with the Holy Spirit. But you said that those who are born again already have the Holy Spirit. So what's the difference? I just want you to know there's a bit of a difference. Now, these people, he asked them, you are born again. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? Then, so it's, it, by inference, he's trying to say that 
you can believe one and still not have received the Holy Spirit. So now, what kind of Holy Spirit reception is he talking about? Since we know that those who are born again, God has sent for the Spirit of His Son to their hearts already. So then, which kind of Holy Spirit this one? <laughs> is he talking about? Which kind of Holy Spirit? Now, because when you read downwards, Bible says that, they, uh, go, go to the next verse, see. They said they don't know anything about it. Then look at the question. What's the question you asked them? I can't hear you. Oh, please, louder. So he was talking about baptism. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Oh, what about the, so, so, hey, so what baptism did you receive? Because he's talking about a certain baptism that you should have received, which makes you receive the Holy Spirit. Because he said, into what then? That means you have, if you, we have, you must be baptized. And they say, water baptism is the one you put you on the water. He said, oh, that's John's baptism. That is a baptism of repentance. So when you come to Christ, you must, be, you must repent on the day of Pentecost. When they say, what should we do, men and brethren? Acts chapter 2, verse 37, 38. Bible said, when, Peter, when they heard all these things, they were cut to the heart. Those of you who have done foundation class, do you remember the memory verse? And when they heard all these things, they were cut to the heart and they asked, they asked the apostles, men and brethren, what must we do? And Peter says, repent and be baptized. Watch this. He said, repent, repent and, and let every one of you be what? Baptized in the name of the Lord. So it goes with baptism, repentance. Then he said, then you shall receive, he said, for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? So, after you repent and baptize, we, so they were baptized and he asked them, what baptism? Oh, he said, then he told them that they said John baptism. He said John baptism was baptism of repentance. Go to Acts chapter 19. Okay, yeah, there again. John baptism, baptism of God for uh, repentance. You see, John's, John uh, indeed baptized with baptism of repentance, saying that people should look out. So, Bible says that after they have said that they were all, go to the next verse. Go to verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized. Uh-huh. See, in the name of the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit baptism he was talking about initially. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. And after he had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Alright. So these are believers who, after they believe, they were. Let me show you another one to show you that there is a difference between being born again and receiving the Holy Spirit baptism. Amen. Acts chapter 8 verse 14. Acts chapter 8. Is someone learning something? Yeah, you need to know this because, Pastor Frank, there's going to be a great move here. Amen. And some people will be asking, why is it that you are speaking in tongues? Okay, if I don't speak in tongues, is there anything wrong? No, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing. All you need is to be born again. You'll go to heaven. But for the Holy Spirit to use you in a strange way, in a strong way, there's a man called Smith Wigglesworth. Can I tell you about him? Yes. <laughs> Smith Wigglesworth was a stammerer. He didn't want to preach. So when he got born again and God married, God married to, I think, Polly Wigglesworth. Polly Wigglesworth loved the Lord. And when they go to, to go and do the work of God, Polly, being the wife, said, Smith, you go and preach. Smith said, I don't like to preach. Said, no, God has called you. You have to preach. And Smith will go and try and preach. And he, he stammers. He, he struggles. He doesn't like it. So one day, they at home, he didn't want to go again. He was, and then the wife was, you know, you need some wives who will not give you a peace of mind so you do what God wants you to do. The wife was on him. You have to preach. You know, you can't say that God has called. And the man got really upset. And he held the, the wife and took her to the back door took her and then shut the door and locked it. And the wife went around the house and came, 
was smiling, laughing, and came from, from the front door and laughing. And then we, we just went to open the door. He said, okay, I hear you. He started laughing. He said, okay, I'll do it. That's it. God convicted him there and then. But he tried, and he was frustrated, so he stopped. He stopped. He couldn't be bothered. So he met a man who came from America, from the Azusa Street Revival. Came and did a, a, a conference uh, in, in England. And Smith Wigglesworth went. And he had the Holy Ghost baptism. When he had the Holy Ghost baptism, he went home and told the wife, something has happened to me. You know what? I want to preach this time. And that was the end of Stammer. He left him. And Smith Wigglesworth is one of the greatest preachers that ever lived within the past 200 years. Greatest. He's actually called the Apostle of Faith. So many men of God has lived, but he is called the apostle. He, he lived in Bradford, England. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit baptism does diff, something different on somebody's life. As I said in Acts chapter 8 verse 14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria has received. Alright, this is, this is a speaker of speech. It's a metaphor. Alright. How do you understand that statement? Jerusalem heard that Samaria had done what? What is the meaning of that? Now, before then, when you go to Acts chapter 19, verse 20, I'll show you something there immediately, quickly. Let's all read it together. Let's go. Let's read it. Huh? What's the meaning of that? The word of God grew. It grew. It was spreading everywhere. And then prevail. What's the meaning of prevail? Overcome. <laughs> overcome it was now the word of God can be established on the street it's established in the hearts of people so that means people were actually born again that's what it means like we go we go to our church we are preaching and sometimes we go no one is listening to you and then we go again and we preach and now the word of God prevailed what does that mean people have received it they have, and I actually said another one people have done what received it so in Acts chapter 8 verse 14 bible says that when the uh, apostles at jerusalem heard that samaria had done what received the, what does that mean people have become born again that's what it means because if you read earlier on there is this disciple who went there his name is what philip philip went down to i like verse 9 philip went down to the city of samaria and preached okay he preached i like that he preached <laughs> We will preach Christ. Whether do this, do if you do this, a sin. No, that 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 kind of that's religion. If you do this, a sin. If you don't tell people that, tell them about Jesus. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so and I like that. The Bible says that there was great. I think verse seven between verse seven and nine. Bible says that there was great joy in the city, and there was great joy. You see, when the gospel comes, when the gospel, when Christ prevailed in the city, there was great joy in the city. Prior to that, there was a certain man called Bar Jesus. He was bewitching the people. He was terrorizing. <laughs> and he wasn't born again. He was terrorizing them. But Bar Jesus, when he saw the Holy Ghost in action, he said, Peter, you know, you know what? You know what? How much does it cost to organize the meeting? I will, I will fund it. I will, I will pay for it. Peter said, you want to buy the Holy Ghost? The one he said, you perish with your money. Peter was very radical. And that is what you need to sustain a revival. Revival is like a baby. When a baby is born, 
the baby, if the baby is abandoned, can die within days. But the baby needs to be cared for, nurtured, and fed so the baby can survive. This Pomeroy Street revival will survive. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Are you getting something? Yeah. Alright, let's go back to the text. So, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word, what did they do? They sent Peter and John to them. And when Peter and John came, just look at what they came to do. What did they do? They prayed for what, what kind of prayer? That they might receive the Holy Spirit. Did you see that? Did you see the difference? They have received the word. They have been born again. But he sent the Saint Peter for them to receive the Holy Ghost. So what I'm trying to do is to just draw a distinction between being born again and then be receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the difference? Since when you are born again, you already have the Spirit of God in you. Why do I need another Holy Spirit baptism? Many people in our charismatic churches, why do we need the Holy Spirit baptism? What's the difference between the Holy Spirit baptism? When the Holy Spirit, Jesus told them, do not go out until you are endured with power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I think this will summarize it in a very succinct way. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But shall we all read it out loud? Let's go. Let's read it together. In Samaria. Okay, he said, what shall you receive? When? Oh, say the Holy Spirit is coming up for me. Oh, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. For what? For what? To decorate yourself. I'm very powerful. Hey, I'm very powerful. For what? For brother, for what? So you shall be witnesses unto me. Watch this. Not that you can go to heaven. But there is work to be done on earth. But you can't do it by yourself. So you need... That is why... Small girl. Some small girl. Saw Peter. Warming himself by the fire when Jesus was arrested. The girl said, Hey, you are one of his disciples. Hey, I swear. I don't know that man. He vowed. Remember, Jesus has told him a few hours before, you deny me. He said me, I will never deny you. I will die with you. Few hours later, more girl comes. Said, You are one of his disciples. He said, Me, I don't know that man. Bible said he started cursing. I don't know that man. Now, why would I bring this in? Peter was afraid. But after the Holy Spirit came, people were saying, These guys are all drunk. Acts chapter 2. From verse 7 downwards. Bible says that when the Holy Spirit came, this thing was noised abroad. And so everyone who was in town came around and he said, Look, are these not Galileans? We hear them in our own language, in our own tongues. Some are speaking Aramaic and some are speaking all, all kinds of different, different languages. And then they concluded that these people are drunk. I think verse 11 or so. They went on to say that uh, these, uh, these people are drunk. All right. Go, go to the next verse 12. Let's see what was They are amazed and blessed, saying that, uh, What could this mean? Verse 13. Some others mocking, they're saying these are full of new wine. They are drunk. Then what happened? But Peter, standing up, 
with the eleven, raised his voice and said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Eat my words. Go to the next verse. He says, for, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is so early in the morning. I like verse 17. Verse 16. Verse 16. But this is what was spoken by, you know, Joel chapter 2, verse 28. So he started prophesying. When Joel said, The Spirit of God shall I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh, Peter stood up and started telling them. But this is not even as impressive because his life was not under threat. But when in chapter, chapter I think chapter 4, verse, verse 18, from 17, 18, 19, when they threatened them that don't preach in that name again. So they called them and threatened that they shouldn't preach in the name of Jesus again. Go to the next verse. See what Peter. But Peter and John answered and said, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. Now, he was talking to the Sahindrin, the authorities who killed Jesus. Now, after the Holy Ghost came, he stood before them and said, Tell me who I should obey. Before the Holy Ghost, don't spoil my business, don't spoil my future. I don't know Jesus, please. I don't know him. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, please. Don't, don't, don't do that, please. I don't know. <laughs> so, Holy Spirit came upon me. But when the Holy Spirit came on him, he stood before 3,000 people, addressed them at once. And then, I like verse 37 of Acts chapter, chapter 2. When he has addressed them, Bible said they were cut to the heart. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And, and they said to Peter and the rest of them, men and brethren, what must we do? That's when the Holy Ghost came. And that's the impact of it. When there is revival, you don't beg people to come to church. You don't beg them. When there is revival, they say, please show me the way. I will follow you to Jesus. Help me. And that is what we need. That is why you need the Holy Ghost over your life. Say hallelujah. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is here. We shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come. Now, before then, they were born again. But power had not been released. So, the point I'm, I'm trying to make here is, when you are born again, power comes on your life for function. When you are born again, when you become born again, you receive the Spirit of God in you, just to witness that you are the child of God. And some of us, that's all. There is what? Your spirit is crying. It says the Spirit cries. It's there inside. He cries, Abba Father, Daddy, Daddy, I need a new shoe. Daddy, I need a miracle. Daddy, deliver me. That's all. But God said, No, 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 no. You must be a boy. You must be a man. You must be a woman. You must be a grown up. I want to use you. If I wanted you just to come to heaven, as soon as you go born again, I will zap you. But I want to keep you here to create a stair in the hearts of men and women for my name. And so he said, you know what? For you to do that, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shall shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Shout yes! Oh boy, I'm enjoying the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! We have some charismatics in the house. Hallelujah! 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 Praise God! So, that is the difference between Holy Spirit baptism and just being born again. Just being born again, you are there. But when you receive Holy Spirit baptism, it comes on you to be able 
to do God's work. So he comes on you for function. When you are born again, the spirit of God comes in you for identity. Who you are in Christ. But when you receive Holy Spirit baptism, it's for what you will do in Christ. Someone is about to do exploits. Someone is about to do exploits. If, if your boss is not feeling well, or one day you go to work, you saw your boss, he said, can I tell you something? I realize that your husband or your, your, your firstborn is giving you so much help. You can't sleep. It's stressing you. But my God is telling me that he's changing the story. I'm praying for him. And then you mention his fe- her, her firstborn's name. Without, say, I can hear. He's called Charles. God said he's, he's touching him. He's going to change. He looks at you like that. Can I come to church? Now guess what? She goes home. The next day says, what did you do? My son who has vowed that doesn't want to speak to me again. Call me begging. He's now come home. He's changed. He's a new person. Now, when there is pay rise, tell me if that boss can say, I'm going to sit on your bed. <laughs> when, there is promo- when they are laying people off, he said, I need you. Ah, 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 let's keep this one. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what people others are struggling to get will come to you naturally. (laughs) I told you last week that before your next birthday, (laughs) Hallelujah! Something is about to happen to you before your next birthday. Hallelujah! Believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Alright, let's see how you can get the Holy Spirit on your life, then we can pray. I spoke on last Wednesday. Number one is what? Before, before I go there, let me backtrack a little. There's something I need to make very clear here, okay? You want to know it? Yeah. I, I think it will be healthy if you know it. Now, the apostles from Acts chapter 2, did they receive the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 2 says that on the day of Pentecost, they were all one place, and then the Spirit of God came upon them. So they received the Holy Spirit. That was when Peter said, hey, you too, it's for everybody. The Spirit of God is for everybody. If you can believe, it's for all. All right. Now, I didn't even tell you about the cessationists. Cessationists. They believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit has ceased. There are people who believe that tongues have stopped long time. Some people believe tongues stopped with the early apostles. Some people believe miracles stopped with the apostles. Some people believe that even healing, you, don't, you really don't need healing. Um, some Baptists don't really believe in healing, but let's leave that. So, those who believe the, spirit, the gift of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit manifestation have stopped, theologically, they are called cessationists. Cease. They believe that it has... Those of you who have watched my clip on the internet... About eight years ago, I was on live TV about two hours on a debate with Angus, brother Angus from Northern Ireland. That was the argue what was the, the debate was about, whether it has ceased or it hasn't ceased. Are, are there still apostles in our time and all that? But cessationists believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit has ceased. It ceased with the apostles. And the tongue speaking, when it came, it stopped with the first apostles. But when you read Acts chapter 2, 
verse 38, the one I just quoted, particularly in the verse 39, he said, Peter, after Peter told them, look at verse 39, he said, For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar. What does that mean? As many as the Lord God will. How many of us have been called by God? So the promise is unto you too. <laughs> it's so simple, it's there. It's there. It's there. So the promise is unto as many that have been called by Jesus. And thank God I am called. Amen. Thank God someone here is called. Amen. If you are here, you are called. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. So, so on the day of Pentecost, they all received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But guess what? Something interesting. This thing has always beat my understanding. But thank God for revelation and insight. Now, watch this very carefully. I want to point something to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch this very carefully. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, Bible says that and they were all filled. See? They were what? All now, this is the first, the first day the Holy Spirit arrived. You know what I mean? When I say arrived. Okay, okay. Some people want to take me back. Some people want to take me back a little bit. And some people say that, but pastor, you said that something, the Spirit came upon him. Moses, the Spirit was upon him. All the people in the Old Testament, the Spirit was upon him. So the Spirit was here already. Why are you also saying now the Holy Spirit came for the first time on the apostles? <laughs> Me too, I will tell you. <laughs> because in Joel, in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God will come on one man, one man band. But now it's an orchestra. <laughs> He will come on one man. He will come on one man. He will come on one person. But in so Joel prophesied and says that in the last day, Joel chapter 2, verse 28, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. How many? How many? And then he said, So this is not only for men, because he said, Your sons and daughters. So women are also included. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. There's nothing wrong if God is using a woman. God uses women. Let's all say that together. Say it again. Oh, yeah, but he uses them to give birth to John the Baptist. And you don't know, that's not what I'm talking about. He, he uses them to preach the gospel. I thought the women would say hallelujah. The first person to go and preach the resurrection was a woman. When they went to the tomb, they found out the men were hiding because they were finished denying Jesus. The, the women went and found and went and told the man, he's alive, he's risen. That's the Christian gospel, he's risen. And there was a woman, the first person to preach Jesus Christ to a whole city, Samaria. The woman with the many husbands at the well. She said, come and see. And she brought every. So, God still uses women and he's actually going to use them more. you are a woman here do not let anyone despise your femininity because that's what Paul that's what Paul told Timothy he said don't let anyone despise your youth don't let anyone despise you because you are a woman when the Holy Ghost used it is to be nice that you go and preach and a man is looking at you no you woman and I said let me pray for you so the Holy Spirit arrest you and the man begin to shake it very TikTok is shaking. Oh, please. Release me. <laughs> is someone learning something? 
So in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came upon them. But in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, that had always been a conundrum for me. It's been a very interesting verse 31. What does it say? Let's all read it out loud. Let's go. Some of you are not reading. Let's all read it out loud. Uh huh. Together was shaking. And they were. They were all filled. They were not already filled. They were not already filled. Why they not already filled? Why again? <laughs> Someone said, Top up. <laughs> now, when it comes, when it comes to the Holy Spirit bap- baptism, once you receive the Holy Spirit baptism, it then becomes a cont- ongoing. So every time you have to receive more of the Spirit, refill me more, come upon me more. So you will never come to a place where you are finished praying, Holy Spirit, come upon me. more of you. Fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Tomorrow, yesterday you were praying, fill me, Holy Spirit, today, fill me. And then you went out doing amazing things, still come. Holy Spirit, fill me, fill me. So it becomes a continuum. Every time, it's not a one day event, it's a continuous process of constantly being filled with the Spirit of God Himself. Shah, hallelujah. hallelujah. This is, I found this out recently because I've always wondered how but let me finish this. How do you get filled? Number one, prayer. Did I say prayer? Yes. When you pray, the Bible said as they prayed, the Holy Spirit came down. Number two, what is it? Desire. desire. As you desire Him, as you say, I want more of you. Holy Spirit, I want you. No, no. It's the same thing to say, I want more of you, Jesus. Alright, but when you say I'm more of you, Jesus, most of us we're just asking for an, an experience or blessings. But when you say I want more of you, Holy Spirit, you know you are asking for work. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it says how God Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And then what happened? What happened? What did he do? What did he do? He went about. After the Holy Spirit comes, it comes on you to go. It's come for work. He went about doing, doing, doing. I remember my spiritual father said this years ago. I will never forget. He said, those of you who are saying, God anoints me, give me for what? The anointing means what? The more anointed you are, the more work you're going to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you are anointed, is work. <laughs> you want the Spirit to come upon you? <laughs> yeah. You see, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Lift up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, come upon me. Ooh, you know what? When the Spirit of God comes upon you, it makes life sweeter. It may look like work, but you actually realize this is what you have been created, born for. Yes, sir. Until 
the Holy Spirit comes up, and it, you may not have to be an evangelist or a preacher or an apostle. You don't have to. You can even be an usher, but with the Holy Spirit on you, Ashron, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Yes, Hallelujah. Say, Holy Spirit, come upon me. You know the truth is. It's a serious thing I'm about to say. When you go to heaven, you will only be rewarded based on what you have done for God. And what you have done for God will, will be determined by the amount, the, how much Holy Spirit is on you. Yeah. So when you ask the Holy Spirit to come upon me, you are asking for more reward. Mm. <laughs> Not only in heaven, but it starts from you. You may be working still on the, in the market or the corporate field, and God is using you mightily. Amen. Changing lives, Amen. changing situations. Amen. How? Because the Holy Spirit has come upon you. How many of you are ready for the Holy Spirit? So it requires prayer. As you pray and pray and pray, not only one day prayer, constant prayer, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. No, there shouldn't be a time we come to church without praying. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Holy Spirit. Now why? We need Him. We, we need Him. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.